This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we're dealing with the subject of money, and so our question today is, Michael, should I tithe when emergencies come up? And I don't know of a family or person's life that doesn't have emergencies Mm -hmm. from time to time. Yep. The first thing I would say to somebody is get advice because every emergency is different. If you have savings, then use your savings. You Mm -hmm. know, like that's why it's there. So obviously, like, we'll just assume here that they don't have an emergency fund. They don't have savings. They're living paycheck to paycheck, which the majority of Americans do. And that'd be my first real encouragement is um, put this in front of somebody who can see your financial situation, what's going on, what kind of emergency Mm -hmm. is it? Is it an emergency because your kid's school tuition is coming up? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what is the emergency? I think that's my challenge. Here are your options. You continue to tithe and you go in credit card debt. Mm. Mm. You continue to tithe and you borrow money from a family member with low interest or no interest. Yeah. You take away from your tithe and you pay off the emergency. Yeah. And I'm inclined to say that third option is the should be should only be the, under like yeah, extreme the last circumstances. Now, if the emergency is I'm not making money, yeah. well, that's different. You tithe on what you make. make. That's the whole point of 2 Corinthians 8 9 talk about is as one is blessed, out of that blessing, out of what God gives you, you give that. Yes. So if you have no income, then yes. you have nothing to tithe, you know? Mm-hmm. That's where I would say it depends what the emergency is. If the emergency is you're not making any money and you lost your job, well, then you don't tithe on money you're not making, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that would be fair. What if, like, I lose my job, but my wife doesn't, but she only makes 25% of what's needed, do we still tithe on what she makes? And I would say almost always the answer is yes. yes. You still continue to tithe in that moment. Mm-hmm. But what I don't want to do is overstate the principle because I don't know you know, the emergency. So what I would want to say is um, get a really level-headed pastor and yes. or financial, financial counselor who yeah. loves the Lord Yes, and just sit down with them, transparently put it before them. I think what holds most people back from getting really good advice is embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people who won't meet with financial counselors in our church because they don't have it all together right now, they're like, oh, give me six months when I pay off this debt. And I'm like, no, like now is <laughs> now when you need to be doing it. And I always wonder, if you had continued to be faithful in tithing, mm-hmm. what might what, have God done because of the, right. that faithful decision? You know, what just occurred to me is we're talking about tithing for the last couple episodes And we've never really defined it. We may have listeners out there that don't understand the principle of tithing. Or we have people that say, you know what? That tithing thing that was for the Old Testament and the New Testament and the church age, maybe we shouldn't tithe anymore. Maybe that is not for us today. You want to go after that a little bit? Yeah, really simply, the principle of tithe is um, in the New Covenant, New Testament, now post-Jesus tithe, is you go before the Lord and you ask him, how much he wants you to give to the local church. That is the first thing you spend money on, Right, your tithe, what you give away to God's kingdom. What's interesting is that in the scriptures, the concept of like a parachurch, the Billy Graham Association, or— They're outside the biblical norm. Right. You don't find parachurches in scripture. And so the understanding is that you support the local Local church. church. And the local church is established by Christ. And then uh, I think this is a really good conventional wisdom on this is don't give money to parachurch organizations until you've tithed to your local church. Some people have asked, like, can I tithe this money I give? 
let's say God says, I want you to give 10% or 12% of your income away. Okay, well, can I divvy all that up? And mm. and what I would say is I've your tithe is what you give to your church and then everything else is above and beyond. So like a village church, we have our general fund, which is just our tithe. Mm-hmm. But we have a benevolent fund, which we say to people, after you tithe, this is your above and beyond just generosity. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think to be truly in the most biblical sense, generous is not tithing. Tithing is an obligation. Yes. Tithing is a duty. Yep. What you give above and beyond your tithing is generous. Like if if I pay $100 a month to my gas company, that's not generous. <laughs> if, I, if I give them an extra 50 bucks a month and say, keep the change, that's generous. That's generous. <laughs> you know? And I think because we're so not used to giving, we keep everything for ourselves. Anything we give that's not for ourselves, we pat ourselves in the back and say, look how generous I am. Yeah, and I just want to just be crystal clear. In the Old Testament, the tithe was 10%. Was, yep. And obviously in the Old Testament system, the 10% uh, grew a little bit more. There was a temple tax. There were some other taxes. The tithing was different than the tax. It yeah, was all and it was all kind of convoluted and everything. <laughs> yeah. The principle that you just shared with our listeners The New Testament principle, the principle that we are taught today is the 10% is, okay, this is the target that I want you to get at. And Mm -hmm. then after you get there, Mm -hmm. now let's talk about generosity. It's the floor. It's not the ceiling. There you go. That's well put. Yep. And that's a crazy thought to most people, but most people don't, they legit don't understand what it means to give 10, 20, $30,000 a year away. Like that's crazy. Talk to them. Actually, like studies will show that people who give money away are wealthier yes. and happier. Yep. It is actually interesting that you look at like top secrets of millionaires. They almost always give a ton of money away. Yeah. But there is a direct correlation between generosity and income. And there would be people that say, well, they can afford to give away a mu- that much money because mm-hmm. they have that much. And There are people don't, who don't make six figures that's in our exactly church right. yep. who give away ten dollars or $20,000 a yes, year. Sir. And you say, how could you do that? Because you build your life on priorities. Right. You set those priorities and you really are starting with, I'm investing in something here. When you stop seeing the tithe and the offering to your church as a duty and see it as an investment, something mentally, something internally has switched in that person. That this is an investment that is making a difference in lives and souls and people are being transformed with what I am giving here. Yep. It's funny because I think, uh, let's just talk like practically, like for a moment, you walk into a church and you're like, the, the church shouldn't ask for money, you know, and and uh, the church doesn't really ask for money a lot. When we do, we ask for our, from our members and mm-hmm. we say, hey, we have a thing we need to do. Let's do this. Let's pay for it. But people forget how much money it actually costs to run a church, yeah. uh, to have a building, to make it, to meet all of the expectations that people will have. And uh, on any given Sunday, it could cost per human being, it could cost $2,000 per human a year. Mm. And that's actually a really normal yeah. cost per person in a church that's kids included. Yeah. So a family of five, to make our church function requires about $10,000 per year for your family just to have the ministries and the music and, mm-hmm. and all of the organization and all the um, the building and the you know the youth ministry and the children's ministry and the college ministry and all that kind of stuff. Like on average, it's about $2,000 a person. Um, and so it's interesting because you get a family of five and, and it's like, okay, this costs us $10,000 a year. Yeah, Practically, that's what it costs. We've done podcasts on this where people will say like, I don't give money. I give my time. Well, it's ironic because not the church needs time because if we don't have volunteers, yeah. the church doesn't yeah, run. Yeah. But if we don't have money, money the we, church doesn't run. That's right. You know, we and both. Um, it's kind of an interesting catch that uh, people want the church to function optimally, but don't understand the actual cost per person. Mm-hmm. 
So for every person who doesn't give, there's somebody who's giving to meet all of those needs. And uh, God's given some people more money and they're able to pay, you know, that they're able to pay for a whole bunch of people, if you will. They're crass terms, but people don't understand, like, the temple in the Old Testament didn't just need money because God's bored and broke. No. It actually does require yes. funds to make it happen. And God knew that. And so he instituted these realities. Let me just share with you what I have counseled people in this life situation where they have an emergency come up. And when they've done that, we talk pretty frankly about where they're at financially. You know, is this an emergency? How have you been tithing and giving toward the church in the past? You know, we talk about those kind of things. And for a season, I might say, hey, I understand that you have been giving above the 10%. You've got this emergency situation. You know, maybe maybe it's okay for a six-month period to, to cut back to 10% or cut back to 5%. But you need to still maintain this mindset that God doesn't need my money. He needs my heart. And when I stop giving to God's ministry, then I mentally check out. So there might be a season that we might have to cut back our percentage. In every church all over America, there's a bunch of believers who don't tithe. No. Uh, village church too. And yep. the Lord is still like giving us everything we need despite that, you know? It's interesting because the the ministry, by and large, is not stunted or frozen, you know, uh, because you don't tithe. Yeah, that, that's true. It is your heart. And it's also good for people to know the reality of what it costs to actually run a church on the one hand. That's why we give out budgets and mm-hmm. tell people all that. There is a human cost to this. There's a financial cost. But um, the Lord will get done what he, he's going to get done, that's whether right. or not. But I think you hit it on the head. God is always in every part of our life, whether it's our money, our home, our children, or whatever, it's the principle of first fruits. I want your first, Mm -hmm. I want your best, and I want it for my purposes. And that is just a flat-out principle of life. If you got a a really nice car, God wants to, to, you know, it's like, it's His. Yes. Your kids, whatever He wants to do with them, Mm -hmm. they're His, you know? And at the end of the day, your money, whatever He wants to do with it, it's His. And as He gets our first, it transforms our heart. Sounds good. Let's go after one more tithing question in our next podcast. And the question will be, can I tell people what I tithe? (laughs) I love it. It's a great question. Mm -hmm.